You're listening to the Movie of the Week podcast, a podcast about movies which we review every week or until they shut us down. Welcome to another episode of the Movie of the Week podcast. I'm Jim. This is Drew. And this is Jacob. Sit back and relax as we talk about this week's movie, Murder on the Orient Express. A lavish trip through Europe quickly unfolds into a race against time to solve a murder aboard a train. When an avalanche stops the Orient Express dead in its tracks, the world's greatest detective, Hercule Poirot, arrives to interrogate all passengers and search for clues before the killer can strike again. So now let's do our spoiler-free review. Yes. Mm-hmm. Who would like to go first? <laughs> So the first time I saw this, I had no idea who any of these people were. <laughs> I didn't even see the trailer. I just was like, oh, a murder mystery. We haven't seen that in a theater in a long time, especially a classic one like this. True. So I actually really enjoyed watching this originally, even though it did not unfold like yeah. uh, one would expect a murder mystery to. Yeah. But it was a it was a fun movie. It's one I highly suggest a lot of people go go see. It's very uh, creative, very imaginative in its uh, cinematography. It's just a fun movie for me. Yeah, um, you know, it's got an all star cast. We're talking about um, uh, Sir Kenneth uh, Branagh, uh, Daisy Ridley, mm-hmm. Willem Dafoe, Dame Judi Dench, Michelle Pfeiffer, Johnny Depp, mm-hmm. Penelope Cruz, Josh Gad, and a few others who you probably will recognize. Yes. But when they did the trailer, that was kind of how they sold it. They basically mm-hmm. have yeah. a look down a train car, and every other person, it's like someone yeah. you know. Yeah, and it was it's, it's big names to be like that's your, tr- that's your, your and fault. they they really sold it well on this okay who done it situation. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. really well done in the trailer, which makes you want to go and watch it right away. My wife hit me on the side. We're watching it in the in the theaters. She hits me and says, "We're going to see that." And I'm like, "Okay, sure, yeah, we have to." But yeah, it's got everybody. I mean, uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. All of us know her from Catwoman as mm-hmm. kids and whatnot, and different people. Uh, Daisy Ridley from Star Wars mm-hmm. recently is Ray yeah. uh, Defoe, who's played everything. Jane, uh, Dame Judi Dench again, yes. and everything. Johnny yes. Depp, who who can act occasionally as a pirate, and uh, <laughs> you know, and a few other people. I mean, uh, Josh Gad, who's done yeah. a little bit. He surprised people with some of his performances. Yes. He's a very I, I good actor. Love, I, love, I like warm hugs. Right, he's entertaining yeah. guy. <laughs> you know, uh, more on our thoughts on John <laughs> Olaf. <laughs> Feel free to check out the Cellcast. Yes. I'll be talking about him soon, I'm sure. <laughs> uh, but we yeah, have and recently. you have recently. Anyway, anyway. Um, but yeah, it's uh, by Agatha Christie. It's a great mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. A great movie based on a great book as well. Yes. So yeah, uh, I. It's definitely worth watching. It's entertaining. It's. It's a murder mystery, like you said. It's got that classic yeah. feel to it. That's, mm-hmm. uh, I guess the biggest thing for me was. It feels like a much older movie, but it's much crisper and clean. Mm-hmm, yeah. And it's uh, and the mustache. I mean, yes. Uh, I don't know if it's getting an award or anything anywhere, but it should. Uh, it was is fantastic. Uh, so yeah, you have to watch it just for the mustache if you haven't seen it. Uh, but it's it's entertaining. Uh, the mustache alone, even you know. So anybody else? Anything? Yes. It's incredibly and it's an incredible joyful movie that. I'm not gonna say a joyful movie. This wasn't a joyful movie. This was a uh, a movie that kept you guessing every minute. It's like, okay, who's the murderer? Who did this? Why did they do it? And you're constantly going to be like, like every other minute, you're thinking, like, okay, I've got it pegged. It's not him. It's not him. It's not her. Who is it? And for me, it was the first time ever watching it, and 
I was thoroughly blown away. Thoroughly blown away with the uh, the the cast, the how much in depth they go in this film. It's it's a really fun movie. It's got uh, it makes you think. It's got some interesting plot mm-hmm. twists. Yes, and and they do a good job with character development at times. I mean, I guess you could argue that there could be more, yeah. but it is it is a solid film. It's a murder mystery that, yeah. that that alone is a reason to watch it. Yeah, it, it keeps you guessing. I enjoyed tremendously. It's a good movie. Yeah. It's it's uh, again definitely worth watching. If you're listening to this and you're planning to watch it, or you were on the fence, I'd say spend a couple of bucks. Whatever you got to do, go watch it. it mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a good film. Uh, it's it's a mystery, which is only it's mm-hmm. something we're not getting a lot of yeah. in uh, in movies. Occasionally, they have horror films now where you're sitting there wondering who the killer is. But this is a cleaner sort of yeah. This uh, is a- Straight up noirs, yes. noir, not really noir, but well, it, it's classic for sure. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 yeah. based in the 30s, and mm-hmm. it's it's a it's, you know, it's a it's a historical sort of piece uh, if you want to look at it in the 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 time period. Yeah. But really, you're getting a simple murder mystery, uh, just like you would read from an Agatha Christie novel, mm-hmm. uh, which is where it's drawn from, and it's done with modern. Uh, technology with good acting you've got uh, and a variety of famous actors which mm-hmm, I think yes. they totally went with it to pull it, to make everybody wonder who it is mm-hmm. because when you get one good actor and a bunch of others that yeah usually tells you too much so I think they they sold on that idea but again watch it it's worth three or four bucks or shoot if they have it in theater somewhere and you want to spend 15 bucks you won't be disappointed because mm-hmm. uh, it's got everybody in it it's yeah. good Especially when you got the sequel coming out next year. That's right. There will be a sequel, and I'm sure we'll talk about it at some point too. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, and that's. I mean, as far as I can tell, I think that's the end of our spoiler-free review. Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I guess on to the real review, where we'll tear it down a little bit, talk a little more about mm-hmm. it, and uh, and discuss everything. So thoughts beyond the vague uh, spoiler-free version. I didn't want to jump in. A, right. It's okay. I mean, I can if you want to. Yeah, I'm, I'm still, I'm still being. Just, okay, so, okay, so I mean, again, like I said before, it's it's one of those. It's a whodunit. There's a lot of cool. Uh, besides the fact there are a lot of cool shots. I mean, they do some really cool over the where you're getting an above view. Mm-hmm. Over there's the a, the, and everything. yeah over yeah. the compartments on the on the on the on the train. train. Um, but you know, beyond the synopsis, basically. Um, they're riding on the Orient Express, and there's an avalanche that stops them, and then they're trying to figure out who killed um, Johnny Depp's character. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, Which, the, the I'm going to admit, when I was first watching it, I did not recognize Johnny Depp. <laughs> so when I, the credits start rolling, I go, Johnny Depp's in this movie? I don't remember seeing him. I guess I was looking for Jack. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Johnny Depp uh, is a special kind of actor. Ninety percent of the time, I will sit there and go, "Johnny Depp is Jack Sparrow and some slight modification of him, or not very good." But I thought for what he is in this movie, he did just as much yeah. as he mm-hmm. needed to do. And, and for how much he's like on screen time, be like he, be like he holds that performance pretty well. Yeah, I mean he's he's playing the 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 muscle, the bad guy, the yeah. you know the the guy everybody kind of hates, uh, yeah. you know. Which ultimately is, yeah. is why he's killed, and yeah, for a very good reason. Considering we find out at the end that he's the the murderer, the murderer mm-hmm. of uh, the the Armstrong family's yes. daughter. Uh, I wish I could. I, I'm bad at names sometimes on this, but uh, his character is going by the name 
Ratchet, uh, which was his fake name. Actually, he was Cassetti, which was the killer of the Armstrong child, Mm -hmm. which is what brings this whole thing together, we Mm -hmm. find out. Um, Yeah, because... Oddly enough, it's actually based off a true story. Yeah, right. The the Lindbergh uh, Lindberg baby? baby. Yeah, the Lindbergh baby. Yeah, um, from way back. It's uh, yeah. So it, it it's inspi- very it's inspired by right. Yeah. It's inspired by. It doesn't directly fit perfectly, but that's where the idea came from. Yes. Uh, you know, someone comes in and takes the baby in the middle of the night, ransom. They don't get it back. Yeah. Um, but in this case, they actually saw the killer. I don't think in the Lindbergh thing there was any. Yeah, I don't idea think they ever solved that. Yeah, that's, right. that's, it's, it's still an unsolved mystery. Right. So, yeah, in this case, everyone pretty much in this movie is connected to the Armstrong yeah. situation. And that's the, the, what we find out after, you know, mm-hmm. an hour and a half or whatever it is of, yeah. uh, of deduction and such in the movie is that, you know, Michelle Pfeiffer is, is the, the, the grandmother of the baby mm-hmm. and she's the one who got everybody together. Mm-hmm. And, all, uh, you know, so, I mean, there, there is so many. It's it's so inter, interweaving. Yeah. yeah, it's very it's, it's very it's tapest- a tapestric. Yeah, yes. Everybody plays a part. Yes, uh, you know. Yeah. and essentially they all killed him too. Uh, yeah. You know, so that's the weird thing is there are technically no red herrings in this entire right. movie. Right, no. every single person on the train stabs Johnny Depp, which we all want to do from time exception, to time. <laughs> with the exception of Perot and that's true. Uh, yeah. You know it said bonk. That's not the bonk. 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 Yeah, bonk. yeah. Uh, the the director or uh, the train director's son. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yes, that gets Perot on the train in the first place, and then yeah. when the murder happens, he gets Perot on the case. Yes. Yeah. And all that kind of stuff. When we get when we get pretty to much s- acts as his Watson. Right. Yeah, because because there's the, you know he's he's trying to be on vacation essentially, yes. and they're like, oh, we have to go to this other crime, and he's like. And his friend, you know, played by uh, Tom Bateman. That's who plays Bo. Yeah. Uh, and he's the son of this train director, and he's he's essentially a, a playboy. He does whatever he can. He, he doesn't want to work when anything. He's like, hey, ride on my train for three days. Do nothing. Yeah, you, you'll, you'll get perfectly to re- fine. Right. Relax. You can you can read your Dickens and have a good yeah, time. Yeah, because he's just been called to London mm-hmm. to get called on another mystery. Right. Mm-hmm. And then by the end of it, he's going to another mystery that's not connected to the mystery he got called to London for in the first place. Yeah. So, I mean... How many people needs Perot at this point in time? The the old man just can't catch a break. Right, right. At all. He's he's that good, apparently. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, You know, he needs a break. That mustache weighs heavy, I'm sure. And uh, I love the apparatus that they have, uh, that he wears when he's sleeping. Oh, yes. That was... was I don't don't know what you would call that. A sleeve? A a mask, essentially. But it was Some nifty. Kind of protective mask. Um, I, I haven't seen the other one, uh, the one made in the seventies. They made a Murder on the Orient Express. I have Express. not seen any of the previous Murder on the Orient Express uh, movies, and there's been this is the fourth. Yeah. I know they've also done audio dramas. There's been audio yeah. dramas. There was an episode of Agatha Christie Mysteries mm-hmm. on, BBC, on BBC that uh, at, that was. Um, Adapted this story, and then like a couple t- made for TV specials have done it. This is a very this is almost a Christmas Carol in as many adaptations as there are. Well, I think this is her most famous mystery. Yes. It's the one that everyone uses, mm-hmm. uh, but I don't think they've ever done the mustache quite so big. Um, no, it is, is very much very. Uh, <laughs> oh, sorry, over the top, dramatized. Dra- uh, exaggerated. Exaggerated. Yeah. Yes, because we got a mustache going out to here. Yeah, like, yeah. It's, 
little bit. Hmm? Well, little Kenneth bit. Kenneth Branagh, the one who does play Perot, I is, and directed the movie. He's all, I was about to say he he directed the film, so I'm sure mm-hmm. he had plenty to say. Yeah, he, he had all the say. <laughs> it's not like we're going to hear stories like you often hear about how he he got he doesn't want to come back because he hated the mustache. Yeah, because uh, he's the one who the told one him he had yeah, to wear the mustache yeah. at the end of the day. So can you imagine that first screening at 20th Century Fox of this movie and the student six saying, "What's up with the mustache?" <laughs> I don't know. I don't see anyone not loving that mustache, uh, especially in the era we live in. True. Uh, true. You know, mustaches fun, fancy facial hair Mm -hmm. is it's back. Uh, And I think, which ironically during the time period, there was a much, uh, much more enthusiastic uh, audience for that sort of thing. Back in the day in the thirties and whatnot, people would get dramatic. There was the curled ends on a lot of mustaches. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, the, uh, uh, the trope of the mustache twirling villain was right. very popular at oh, this yeah. time. Yeah. Um, which, and ironically, he's the only one who's not the villain, or almost yeah. the only one. He's the yeah. one with He's the, also the only one with the mustache facial hair at all. Well, there's like, no, the, no, there's, no, no, the doctor has some. Yeah, the doctor uh, there's, has some. There's a couple. Who else has one? Um, Giant Up's character does have one. He yeah. has a mustache. There are, there are uh, a couple of mustaches. Yeah. Anyway. So there are some villains with mustaches. Yeah, it's okay. Mo- mo- yeah, mo- most of your male cast does have a mustache. At least some well, facial hair. I think hair. it's Willem so, Dafoe is the only one that really That's did. probably true, because yeah, Gad had one, didn't yeah, he? Yeah, yeah, Gad had a little mustache. Uh, yeah, so, I mean... It looked like it was painted on, but <laughs> he did have one. Well, that's that's probably true, too. Uh, you know, I know some people just cannot grow any it, facial yeah. hair to save their life. Yeah, that, that's... I've met several people who can't. I've met people who can grow a lot of facial hair. I'm one of those. Uh, that took forever, though. I was not one of those who could grow one at, like, 12 either so yeah you, you, you weren't you well were admittedly the, the reason i don't have a beard unlike my two co-hosts here is because it looks like i have a butt on my chin if i do that because no hair grows here <laughs> i will tell you there's always an awkward period with growing facial hair like yes. i just gave up and went with a straight mustache <laughs> that's a hard look to pull off some people can't do a mustache yeah, uh you know can, some, uh, some people can uh, i uh I, I could not do him. I have too short a lip. It just doesn't work for me, yeah. I don't think. Yeah, I think Drew just pull up a mustache. He does all right. Anyway, back to the movie. <laughs> but the movie, much like uh, this conversation, is not, just like anything else, is rarely perfect, much yes. like the painted on mustache. Yes. Uh, you know, the the film, the, the biggest flaw, I think, that I saw during the film, and I, I guess this is an okay time to get in there. We can go back and forth between yeah. our stuff. But the biggest thing I noticed is, as much as it works perfect, and again, I, I watched the film in theaters. I enjoyed it. It's good. It's a solid movie. I just watched it yesterday or this this morning, and it again, and it's a good movie. I would say, however, that this is a gripe for a lot of people would be the character development. We don't get a lot of it on mm-hmm. some of them. Yeah. Now, they do a good job with what they're given in the short amount of time because we right. do have a lot of good professional actors yeah. who have been doing this for years. Again, some of them are knighted. Um and Perot is perfect. I think he is by far the best actor in the whole bunch as far as his performance. Uh, Kenneth Branagh. Uh, Branagh. Brenna, Brenna, Brenna. It's I've uh, heard it many different. I ways. had to look up the pronunciation. It's Brenna because I, I have it written out. Bran, uh. Okay. <laughs> I looked it up like two or three times today to make sure. Um, but his performance as Perot is fantastic. Uh, and several of the others do a good job. It's just I think there's a limit on the amount of character development. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. But again, it's a, it's a mystery book. You don't want to give too much away. Well, They're supposed most, to be vague. In most mysteries, you know, the only character who has who's really a character is the detective. Right. Maybe yeah. 
the guy who's actually doing the writing. And it's only as good as the fact that you don't know everything about everybody. Exactly. That would be yeah. the, if they the truth. Develop the character too much, right? You're going to catch on to yeah. what the who who exactly. the murderer is faster than the detective, and that actually makes the de- the detective in these things should always know it before the audience. Right. Yes. I feel like uh, we we got some. Good character development. Again, I, I don't have a problem with the fact, but I know a lot of people do. And I would say that that's some, if you're one of those people that need more character development, you're going to be disappointed. And I saw several reviews that that was the big complaint. Mm-hmm. A lot of these people, the big name actors and stuff, and they're getting like no development. But I think they, and again, I think they threw in big name actors True, yeah. to, to basically well, go red herrings. And that's the other yeah. thing is this is a pulp. Detective story. Right, it is. They don't aren't really known for having strong character right. development in yeah. their supporting cast. Right, which is what everyone else on that train is. Sure, yeah. sure. It, it, be like with how big this cast is. Be like to give a character just this amount of you know character development is good enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Be like and, we, if if we were to you know have a movie that you flesh out all your characters. You would have like a five hour, five to six hour. Exactly, film. you'd sure. end up with way too much if we spent. Hours on uh, and, flashbacks and all yeah. the stuff that would and have to happen. Yeah, the fact that everyone is involved in the murder, you have to give everyone the same amount of time. Yeah, right. exactly. Now, admittedly, people uh, groups like the Countess doesn't get much. Right, right. Yeah, uh, and and really, Michelle Pfeiffer's character doesn't get a whole lot. I felt like she got she get she has a lot. Cons- yeah. Like not a whole lot. She's sure. I felt like the important character. She's got the least amount. I I I don't know. I felt like she got. And again, they pushed it a lot. That like Mm -hmm. the idea. I think that she was involved is heavily there because she's the oh look at me person. That's her personality, which works really well. And you're going oh is she behind it some way or is it at least or is she just the damsel, which is a classic character trope we say so often. So. And again, it's Michelle Pfeiffer, and she's 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 a great actress. She's fun, and I think she did a good job. I think her Daisy Ridley um, and a couple others got plenty of uh, time. I think we got a, a little look at their character. All you really needed. Um, Johnny Depp got more screen time than he probably needed, but he did a good job with it. Yeah, but also um, you're, you're setting up. You were defining that character right. who was not going to be in the last. Two exactly, years. and you needed to see that he was a bad guy. Yeah, you really need to see that. And I agree. Uh, I think Penelope Cruz did not get enough screen time for her character. Mm-hmm. I think if, if I you want to talk about development, we know very little. We know she became a missionary. Yes. After all this, and that's and that she because, was there when the baby died. Yeah. Yeah. So she's the key to the whole thing. Uh, yeah, she's kind of just kind of sunk in the background just slightly. I feel like she could, if if we were going to add time to anyone, she would need more. I yes, think because yeah. there's a little bit of like, okay, so she's guilty of all this and she feels bad, and now she's this uh, saintly woman missionary. Mm-hmm. But that's that's really all we get. Um, but again, I think they were trying to they they did a really good job with that, and they didn't want to give too much time for anybody. Yeah. But you've got to give plenty of time for some of your people. Ridley is a hot commodity right now. Yeah. With yeah. Star Wars, and they wanted to make sure she got plenty. Uh, and I I think she did a great job. I enjoyed yeah. it. I think she's good. Yeah, she did a great job. For I think everybody did good. Josh Gad got a lot of time. Oh yeah, uh, his, his character got flushed up very well. And it was yeah, he he played a good character. I, I think everyone, again, I think everyone did a great job. I think the only thing I would say is that there could have been more, but again, we don't want to go too far and we don't want to give away too much yeah, in this right. sort of movie. That's the tricky thing of this is you can't construct this movie like in like other movies. Sure, yeah. you have to construct it to where 
the climax is the mis- the end of the mystery. Right. Yes. If you reveal too much before that, you ruin the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Even if some of his uh, predictions are almost impossible to figure out, yes. you would yeah, say, like, how can you actually get there? Uh, well, admittedly, I'm looking at this going, oh, he's like a monk. Right, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of conclusion jumping happening. Yes. But you also have to take into account he knows more than what... Right. And we have been given access and, to. And they do yeah. a good job explaining his ability and that mm-hmm. he sees the world as everything's got to be lined up perfect, yes. everything has yeah. to be... And anytime it's out of whack, it stares at him like... Yeah. So I... I, Which, I admittedly, by the end of this, when he knows he can't put any of these people in jail, yeah, messes with him as, mm-hmm. on a fundamental but, level. But yeah. we get character growth, yeah, which is, is something... Which is, rarely seen in this sort of situation mm-hmm. yeah we see we see a character who believes it's black and i mean i guess it's been done but we see a character who believes literally black and white good and right. bad etc and is forced to deal with shades of gray right yes in the case he never could help one in the first place yes. that was mm-hmm. also kind of cool he is attached to the the murder yeah. in it yeah, and then adjacent yeah i think it's cool that way um anybody else have a complaint about the movie or a gripe or an issue i mean it was good so it's- uh, the only real complaint i have is there's a couple of spots where the cg kind of doesn't kind of becomes obvious yeah i mean this movie kind of has to have some cg just because sure. time period mm-hmm. avalanche and it's kenneth brown that's how he does stuff i mean if you've seen thor you know mm. he directed that too oh. but um there's a couple parts in there where the CG, especially around the train itself, mm-hmm. is just not very believable. It's it makes it makes me go, oh, I'm watching a movie. Okay. I'm not. It, it takes me out of the movie just a little bit, and but then I get right back into it once we get back in there. Yeah. That's the only real thing for me. As the uh, the uneducated animation person in the group, I did not notice that. <laughs> I'm like, looks good. Everything's shiny, maybe. I mean, that might have been... I guess it looks shiny at times or something, maybe. But I never... There's a difference between animated to match an art style right. and animated to match real life. Right, yeah. right. I, I understand. This is kind of somewhere in the middle, and sometimes it strays too far into the artistic sure. than, yeah. it needs to, than realistic. And it's again, not something I can really point out and say, this is the problem. Yeah. It's just there are a couple of times where it's like, oh, in this movie that's taking place in a live-action environment, this looks animated. Yeah. It, it'd be like the animation was still phenomenally mm-hmm. very, very oh, well yeah, done and executed. But yeah, like you said, below, there's some points where it's it's like okay, be like yeah, we're we're kind of jumping into another you know artistic mode here. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, but, you, you know, and again, it's understandable. It's again, understandable in some ways. All I'm saying, and I'm not saying it's not there. I'm just saying I missed it. I didn't yeah. see it. Now that doesn't mean. And I will say it, it's not like it's that stands out. Like sure. It's more thumb. It's right. Just from my perspective. Yeah, and again, we all. Uh, Having having talked with some of y'all for a while and some for longer, I do realize that sometimes that is a bigger uh, effect on certain people. Mm-hmm. Um, little errors in in animation mm-hmm. or even just a change of animation style can make a big deal for certain viewers. Yeah. Some people are oblivious to that, right. um, or they or they miss it, or they're too focused on the story or whatever. And again, when I'm in theaters, I'm less likely to notice oh, that sometimes. Same here, and I I did not notice that until this viewing. Yeah. Um, uh, and I, I think that often plays a part because watching it a, on a screen in your house and the second time you're usually a little more critical than yeah, the first time too. Plus so. you're going from what, an 8K resolution <laughs> screen 
to 1080p, you're right. going to lose some of those details. If, if you've got 1080p, I do not. <laughs> oh, I, ha- I thankfully do have a 1080p. I think I have uh, 720, so yeah. I'm, I'm not even certain, but I think it's 720. That's an old TV. Anyway, so it's me like the the cinematography in this movie is beautiful. Yeah, absolutely gorgeous. The like like you said earlier, the the panning shots and the in the train and how they're moving through the train mm-hmm. and it's just like I guess it's they're using Vista Glide or uh, uh, this is actually 65 millimeter. Oh, oh it is. Yeah, the whole thing is, is filmed on 65mm film. Really? And that makes it even more impressive. Yes, it is. Because it is a pretty that film. That's why there's Very. so much detail in that those shots. Yeah, that makes I, sense, actually. I love, I love film. Uh, I miss <laughs> film. If it wasn't expensive, I would probably still shoot cameras with film. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, there's... It is. It is a pretty film. Uh, you know, the scenes look good. Everything, like the snow. You know, you see the snow and they're outside, and it's mm. really nice. I don't think they actually shot it in snow. Yeah, I mean, no. that would be kind of hard to get. Yeah, that, uh, I, I will say, looking at this time, that was not real snow. But no. it was. It was good. But it was a good facsimile. It looks good. I, I like the scene with Daisy Ridley and uh, and Perot, and they're outside having their the interrogation, if you will. Yeah. I thought that was good. Uh, you know, and I. I Again, the train looks great. I mean, everything looks yeah. good for what they're with the time period. It's fun. There was no screaming historical errors for me, and I, I'm a, usually usually I notice if it's bad, uh, and depending on how into the film I am, I'm willing yeah. to forgive some. I'm sure there's something in there that's wrong, but I didn't Admittedly, I didn't catch it. Well, I am kind of a train guy. Yeah. I don't know anything about the Orient <laughs> Express itself. Right. So I can't tell you how accurate it was. Right, my but my wife. For the time period, it looks right. My yeah. wife would probably tell me there was some costuming errors. No, uh, probably. probably would, but uh, See, I would I would say probably historically because it's when we first met. Per, yeah, Perot. Perot. Yeah, when we first met Rhodes in Jerusalem. Yes, yes. and so it'd be like that was in 1938. 30- Four, 37, I don't remember right. exactly. And that was very obviously filmed in the last couple of years. That's yeah, true. Yeah, it was very obviously, but the the uh, the fact that uh, Israel had not become an official state yet, that wasn't until 1945, yeah, 45, but 46. They, but you, you could tell, me, like, you could have that. You know, I loved it how it wasn't, because you had, you know, Palestinians, you had Jews, yeah. you had all of them in that same city. Yeah. And it was, it was very, I like it because it had that historical, mm-hmm. you know, um, that historical feel to it. Yeah, yeah. It, just, it had that grit to it. Well, it was it was written during the time that yes. it takes place, and it actually yeah. re- it released in uh, thirty four, which is about when it takes place. Yeah. So um, it was a modern book at the time. So yeah. you don't have at least you don't have to worry about. So that means at least the book would have been historically accurate because it's yes, based yeah. in modern time. As long as it's a good adaptation of the book, right. then it should be historical. Costuming would be hard to pull off with that and maybe yeah. some of the arts uh, style yeah. on the, the train or whatnot. Yeah. We're, we're interpreting... Admittedly, this film does have a very art, good, very artistic lean to mm-hmm. it. I don't think you're supposed to take any of it for being accurate in terms right. of yeah. the look. For yes. sure. You're probably right. Um, it almost has a comic book look to it. it yeah, it's, way, it's flashy. It's nice. It is, yeah. Uh, I, I did not read the book. Did anyone read the no, book? I before? have not read it, but I have read some Agatha Christie. Right. I guess I've read one Agatha Christie, yeah. and it wasn't anywhere near this in the thing. But um, <laughs> okay, it, it, it seemed to fit about the her, her, right. her, her writing style. My wife did, and she enjoyed the movie as well. Mm-hmm. She didn't have any complaints coming out of it. And I know they combined like uh, uh, a couple of characters into one. In one case, the uh, the the doctor sniper was two separate characters yeah. Yeah. originally, um, and I don't know. 
Um, I don't think either of them was black in that case, but they they did that, and it works well in the movie. I think it's a yeah. it's, gives it a whole different dynamic. It, it is yes. a minor detail and keeps everyone from looking like the same. Scene. And again, it's historic. Yeah. It's historical. It works yeah. that yeah. they're doing that. The interracial relationship mm-hmm. being kind of taboo. Yeah. Um, and, and again, I, if, if there's any other big things, it was not anything. And again, I haven't read it, but as far as I can tell, that's the only major change I saw note of um, when I glanced at a couple of other things mm-hmm. before this. I, w- I would say after watching this movie, I'm very intrigued to actually read the book. And definitely for someone who has a reading disorder and you know, listen to an audiobook, be like, I'm very looking forward to it. Yeah, uh, I'm excited. I, I do want to read it, kind of, uh, but I have a huge list. We'll see if I get to it. Uh, and again, we've got a sequel coming out uh, yeah. in less than a year. So, But in this instance, this is one of those times where I'm not going to read the book before because <laughs> 90% of the fun of these movies is uh, sitting there trying to figure it out while for it's sure. happening on screen. Well, I, was, oh, yeah. I, was thinking, I don't want to know who murdered that. Murdered whoever was murdered in Death of the Nile. Right. Yeah. Uh, I would definitely. I bet he was Egyptian. Right. I would. Def- <laughs> I would. I would definitely read this one. I. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I would not read the other. I, I. I'm one of those people who always wait too because there's right. no point, in, especially in a mystery. Why would you go out and read the book? And then, I mean, I get reading something, you know, that the right. ending is obvious, but, but the movie is always going to change something. Right. Yes. So, watch the movie first. Get your enjoyment there. Then go to the book and then say, "Oh yeah, the book was better." Right, but yeah. you could uh, at that point you also end up with the case where you might like the movie better than the book, that which which can happen. That um, but I, I think the the biggest thing there is you will get enjoyment probably out of reading the book after watching the film. But yeah. to have yeah. that entire experience pulled, especially when you know it's already coming out, mm-hmm. like if you didn't know and you read the book, you know that's fine. Yeah. But to know it, you're just setting yourself up to hate something. Right yes. away, yeah. And why do that? It, yeah. It's silly. Yeah, like the example of like our little brother. He read a book. What was it, the Chronicles of Narnia, the Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe? Mm-hmm. He he read the book before he saw the so, before he saw the movie, and he hated it. He absolutely well, hated the and the uh, and, and the again validation. much like. The problem with our little brother in that case is sometimes he's a fast reader, super fast reader, yes, and he can't separate the two sometimes. That uh, is true. But he also reads so fast. His problem with that movie and with uh, like The Hobbit is he's like, I can finish the book before I can finish the movie. This is not okay. <laughs> you know, it's called an it should, exactly. And again, I think it's called. They had to add context to a kid's book. That that <laughs> often exactly. that often is the case too. Come on, does anyone have Does so. anyone have anything else on the movie that they want to mention? I, I, I think I'm in, I'm good. I think I'm good. Yeah, I'm same way. All right, so uh, time for our review based on up to five stars. Mm-hmm. Who wants to start? I'm going to give it four stars. It's I, I, I'm always a little iffy about giving something a perfect score because I know there's stuff that has to that's not perfect. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I'm giving it a I'm docking it the, the one whole star simply because it wasn't my favorite movie that came out that year. It was still a good movie. I still enjoyed it. And to some degree, I am kind of disappointed that in the end it was like everybody's the killer. Yeah, that's not the movie's fault. Admittedly, yeah, sure. That's how the that's how this bu- the the book comes out too. My understanding, but at the same time, it's like I was still kind of wanting to know, wanting it to work down to a single person, 
And that's just a minor gripe. So sure. Just because there really was not a who done it was a who didn't do it is really what that, this <laughs> movie is. Right. Uh, but I enjoyed it either way. So that's why it's still favorable. Uh, being my first time actually to watch the film, I was thoroughly enjoyed. Um, it kept me glued, it like glued to like what was happening next, what's going on, and I would say I'd give it a five. Give it a five because for me, be like I'm huge into murder mysteries and who did it, and how, be like how how was this murder done, and be like how do they solve it, and I was intrigued the entire time. Like once we realized, oh, the murder is on. Okay, like Sherlock Holmes, be like you know the hunt is on. So I was I was glued into this film. It was like I was like, yes, no, who is it? Oh my gosh, yes, this is an amazing film. So yes, a five. Again, it is a great twist. Mm-hmm. I mean, the fact that it, 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 there isn't one killer. Everyone's yeah. involved. It's a, it's a nifty yeah. uh, way. Uh, as far as my review, I mean, it felt like a return to classic films. It was it was great. The only problem I have, especially watching it a second time, uh, especially off and on throughout the film, it's kind of slow a little mm-hmm. bit. It is. it is a please put your phone away where you can't grab it and watch it mm-hmm. it's good it's, but the second time i kind of know what's going on and again i'm going to forget things off and on yeah but i i felt like i need to reach for my phone occasionally and check some stuff i was like oh but i didn't but i kept feeling that way and my eyes kept wanting to drift off at times mm-hmm. and i was like okay i i still would rate it a four mm-hmm. it's a solid film the the whole thing's good and again especially if we're judging this mostly based on you should watch it one i mean if you're watching it one time we're not and again theater experience aside whatever but if you're getting a chance to see it it's a solid movie uh i couldn't rate it any lower than a four uh right. a four is i think spot on in in my opinion uh, it's good uh the twist is good mm-hmm. the the acting's good the the cinematography's good yeah everything's Good. You yeah. could say there are better. You can say that there, uh, you know, there are th- some things it wasn't perfect at, mm-hmm. but you can't say it's not a good film. And I that, agree. And that's yeah. why I have to say four because okay. three we're talking close to average, and mm-hmm. I think it's above average. Yeah. yeah. So it's very above average. So that's where I would rate it at a four. All right. All right. And I think that's all for that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You've been listening to the Movie of the Week podcast. If you'd like to follow Jim, you can find me at on Facebook and Twitter as Passive Creative, or on Instagram as Passive Creator. Um, yeah, that's it. That's all I got. This is Drew, and you can follow me on my photo bin on Facebook. It's at Drew's Photo Bin. Uh, you can follow me on Letterboxd at GGeorge759, where I try to leave a review of every single movie we review. And then you can also follow me on Twitter at GGeorge759. You can find Jacob on... Facebook at Jacob's Daily Art Corner, where I try to draw each and every day. You can also find me on Twitter at Jacob B. Heron. You can also listen to our sibling show that Jacob and I are on at thecellcast.podbean.com, where we review animated movies. You can also listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play Podcasts, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Please remember the opinions expressed in this podcast are for entertainment purposes and are those of the creators alone. At the end of the day, the only opinion that matters on whether or not you should watch a movie or whether you enjoy it is your own. As always, thank you for listening to the Movie of the Week podcast.